Listener Production. Warm, enjoyable and chock full of nuts. Just like a sneaky mid-morning brownie. And I can't live without it! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, rest assured, Alex Dyson... I know that you're a little bit concerned about uh, us being the worst things at the Australian Podcast Award, but we've been one-upped. Uh, that's right. Welcome to you, by the way, to this uh, little podcast. If you missed yesterday's episode, we said that we had a... Um, look, we attempted some humour at the Podcast Awards. It, um, you know, was probably not our finest work. Might not have been our worst, but uh, the news has been come out that it was also a COVID exposure site, so we've had to go and get tests. Hopefully uh, that's the thing that's making the news from the awards ceremony. But um, I'm clear, you're clear, and I think we're good to do a podcast today, aren't we? Yeah, well, look, uh, our guest today is someone who no doubt might have been at the Podcast Awards on Thursday, but will probably most likely be at the Podcast Awards for next year and many years to come because their podcast is absolutely killing it right now. Uh, They've just joined the listener family and they uh, do not hold back when they say what they say on their potty in such a fun and enjoyable way. It is Abby Chatfield joining us a little bit later on. Yeah, It's A Lot is the name of Abby Chatfield's podcast. And look, it was plenty when she came on, so much so that we'd love to inform you that if you do have some young ears in the car, if you're a little bit sensitive, Abby does not hold back when it comes to all sorts of topics, including something that neither of us are too experienced with, Matt, and that's... um, things of a sexual nature and so um, it does get a little bit spicy (laughs) later on when Abby Chatfield joins Matt and Alex so a little bit of a heads up if you do have youngsters in the car listening maybe uh, turn it down when it gets to that section but until then it's just the good old family friendly content that you've come to expect from your boys Matt and Alex. Yeah that's right. Sydney's got a few extra pests that are being dealt with in a way that I'm not too excited about. We'll be getting into that uh, very, very shortly. And also, I mean, we've always got our eyes on the real estate market, Alex Dyson, and I'm so excited to discover that uh, there could be some more moon opportunities (laughs) coming up. It should be a whole heap of fun. Thanks for joining us. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, I feel very, very sorry for you, my friend. Extremely sorry. Yeah, but what's changed? (laughs) Well, there's new developments. I mean, you've chosen to live in Sydney, gorgeous city, okay? There are a few downsides, you know, it's a bit tough to get around. Public transport's probably not not quite there. Mate, traffic, oh my God. (laughs) Plus there was a bus strike this week, Belle trying to get to work. She's like, there's not been a single bus for 20 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's, there's just a strike that they just decided to, like, give you a notification on your Opal app if you happen to have one. <laughs> I was there on the weekend with a friend. I got on the train first. He said, like, you got that first train, the, the second one just didn't turn up, <laughs> just didn't arrive. And is it – wait, isn't this true? Because they just built a new tram after – Cracked! <laughs> yeah. The old one cracked and it's an 18-month fix. <laughs> I don't know how big the crack is. Like, how big does a crack have to be for you to stop – Doing it. Let me ride on a cracked tram. I don't care. Talking to someone whose grandfather's 94, he saw them rip up the trams from Sydney. Now he's seeing them putting them back in. Mate, I had to go to the zoo the day after the podcast awards. Going out there, gridlock traffic. It's a Friday midday. I'm like, what? Don't all you people work? Like, I'm an artist. (laughs) I have an excuse. 
Well, I feel bad for you because there are some very, very good things about Sydney. You got the beaches, right? Yeah. I, okay. Here, here. Got wonderful beaches, and you've got the beautiful circular key. You can sit down there and, and enjoy that. Unfortunately, I mean, one, the beaches ruined for you because there was jellyfish in there. So that yeah, kind not going near that. Swarms that turn up. So it's down to one good thing. And now I saw that um, down at Circular Key, he's going to be swarming with seagull-deterring dogs. We'll be running up and down Circular Key to try and stop the seagulls from annoying the diners and eating their chippies. Well, I mean, maybe there was just too many chippies. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Because, like, to have to bring in dogs to get rid of the seagull, why couldn't we have... Really cool scarecrows. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, like I've been to Circular Key. If there's anywhere where you can find someone who will just stand still for a long time, <laughs> it's Circular Key. There's heaps of those people doing that stuff. Why not put them in some bloody straw hats? <laughs> <laughs> get them working. Pay them a fraction of the price. Yeah, put them out near the diners. They'd probably get more tips from around there, particularly if um, they stop the gulls from coming down. But um, I, don't, I thought that, was, um, that wasn't the best for you because, you know, famously anti-dog. I know. I mean, it's bad enough with the crowds. Now I've got to deal with dogs, you know, ruining my favourite spot. Who's picking up the poops, right? Well, you, we had a dog clambering at our bits yeah. On the weekend. I mean, we know how, how savage they can be. Uh, the problem is as well, governments have done this before, right? Remember the cane beetle that was yes. uh, nibbling away at the crops? We didn't know how good we had it with the cane beetle. <laughs> they bring in the cane toads and suddenly you got another big problem on your hands. We could have been, I mean, uh, yeah, think about how good it would have been playing State of Origin, yelling, go the beetles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. So I, I'm thinking, and it, you know, similar issue happened as well with a uh, a little old lady one time. She swallowed a fly. What she tried to do? She tried to get rid of it by swallowing a spider. Yeah. That didn't work. That turned into a nightmare, didn't it? And I've got a, you know, I've been looking at the uh, the Burnett Institute modelling, Matt O'Kine, as to what they think the next outbreak's going to be. Okay, because oh. once you scare away the gulls, who's going to scare away the dogs? Right? Yeah. So the Burnett Institute have been in touch. Um, have they? They've said once you bring the dogs in to scare the birds, who's going to do that? I've heard they're going to bring in Matt O'Kine to scare the dogs away. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll tell the dogs where to go, that's for sure. But then suddenly you've got an o- outbreak of O'Kines, you know, around <laughs> Circular Key. Oh, there won't mate. be a skewy left at Opera Bar. <laughs> <laughs> that, so who is going to scare away Matt O'Kine? Who is never going to have anything to do with Matt O'Kine? And that's, they're going to be bringing the Oscars, the Academy Awards. They're going to be held at Circular Key to make sure that Matt O'Kine leaves the area. But once the Oscars takes over and no one can get there, what are they going to have to bring in? They're just going to have to bring in some diversity um, down to Circular Key <laughs> in order to, to scare the Oscars away. <laughs> thought to that. And once that's happening, of course, um, the Liberal Party cabinet will have to come in and scare away diversity. And then you've got ICAC who's going to have to come in. And I tell you what, that takes us to 2027 and who knows what's going on after that, Matt. So, look, we're just going to... So we've got to cross our fingers. All I say is let the buddy, let the world burn and let exactly the gulls right. have their chips. As nature intended. <laughs> 
All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, you know I love a bit of real estate. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you send me a little link to something every now and again. Get to do. I think Matt and I, um, to get a bit of an insight as to what Matt and I do off air, we send each other terrible, expensive property. <laughs> like people are like, oh, so are you friends off air as well? It's like, well, yes and no. Like we catch up sometimes, but if it's not, we don't actually talk. We just send each other $1.5 million dumps. <laughs> yeah. With something snikey like yeah. bargain. Oh, check out this red hot home. Can't wait to cook in this chef's kitchen. <laughs> hole in the ground with leaks in the roof. Yeah. Who needs a front door? Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So anyways, we could be going interplanetary soon, my friend. Well, we've. I thought we already debunked this, Matt. I mean, when this podcast started... Matt O'Kine was interested in some moon real estate for plots of land on the moon sold by, I don't know what, buythemoon.com. It was dod- it was sus as. Moonestates.com. <laughs> it was sus as, man. <laughs> so I can't believe you're back on this train. Well, no, it's, uh, look, I only know this because the Chinese U-2-2 rover has spotted something very interesting for those who might be keen to possibly live on the moon. And I just love the name of that, by the way. There's the, it's the U2 rover, but there's obviously the second edition. So it's the U2-2 rover. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of Bono joke in there somewhere. They spotted a cube. A cube on the moon. A moon cube? Yeah. <laughs> like traditionally, cubes have been pretty good. Like you think about it, ice cube. Good. good cube. Both in the drink form and the wrap form. Okay. Both good cubes. GameCube. That was a pretty good cube. Ah, that, I thought that was one of the stinkers. Like that was, <laughs> you had 64, then you two, two later you had the Wii, which is very popular. Well, look, I mean, I played a little bit of Mario Kart on the, on the cube. GameCube, worst controller, a video game controller of all time. The smallest discs though. Tell you what, you could fit a few of those in the jacket pocket. <laughs> um, uh, any other cubes that you can think of? Rubik's? The Rubik's? The Andy Lee television show, The Cube. Yeah. Pretty good cube. Oh, good. I watched that with the fam. And now we got the Moon Cube, okay? So Space.com journalist Andrew Jones said uh, the Chinese have made a, uh, a nickname for the structure, so it's the Mystery Hut. Um, and they've sent the rover over to the area to suss it out. What, there's a hut on the moon? Yeah, a little hut, a little cube. You can just see it. So if you're looking at the picture that the, the U-2-2 rover took, which was from about 80 metres away, right, it's just the sort of grey, half of the picture is grey, half of the picture is black. Oh, yeah. Right, and then there's just a tiny little quite cubish Jut thing jutting out the top of the horizon there. So it's a top black on the top, grey on the bottom, but in the very middle, it's like two pixels of grey that is higher than uh, the other stuff. Do you know what it is? It looks exactly as if someone has photoshopped a picture of the moon and then you know when you've made the pen size a little bit too big and you're trying to fill in like one line of the horizon and it's just a little bit like it just juts out a little bit. You think, ah, oh, no. Well, is it a hut? What is it? They think it's just a square rock? What, what do they think it is? They don't know. We're going to have to wait for U22 to come over. But they'll, they'll get over there 
and they still won't be able to see it. And then U22 is going to send the message back to home saying, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. (laughs) So, hey, come on, snap to it, mate. You can't rock your head back. With laughter of your own. Why are you still talking? That's where we exit on a laugh, mate. That's where Link will edit, edit it <laughs> no, out because No, we can't. I've already written I've already written a very long-winded sketch about it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Moon real estate person. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna have to come back. I need you to focus here, okay? Because I didn't I'll be damned if I didn't write two paragraphs of this for nothing, okay? All right. So, well, how about we have a little break and we come back with your moon real estate wrap-up, shall we? <laughs> Sure, it's going to be the shortest break in history, but let's do it. <laughs> Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. All day breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, it's a beautiful day and uh, I'm oh, here with, with the, the sweetest U2 thing, Manokine, <laughs> who is... Sounds like, it sounds like a U2 tribute band, doesn't it? The U2-2s. Yeah. <laughs> Just on the moon really doing gigs. It really does. But um, I am very much looking forward to Matt because if there is real estate on the moon, we're going to have to try and get there. I mean, it'll still be cheaper than a two-bedroom apartment in <laughs> Avalon. Mate, the three-bedroom house I saw in Ballina that went for $1.65 million. <laughs> Absolute dump. Uh, no offence to the vendors or the sellers, buyers, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Lots of houses in Ballina, so I don't want to. I don't want to offend anyone there, but I mean, could have had Shane Blaze just take a little trip through beforehand. Do you know what I was thinking, dude? Before we even go into this sketch, which by now has lost all wind from its sails. Okay, so <laughs> it is red cold in this market. Once uh, we hit blue this, cold with, in this um, hit this sketch, but you know what I was thinking, right? Because you know. So most of you will probably know that I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that they went to the moon. All right, so <laughs> I I'm not saying that I'm less than fifty. All right, like I'm just not. I wasn't there. Okay, so oh, like I, I here we just go. <laughs> here we go. All Anyways, right. do you know what I was thinking? Right. Okay, so if someone came to me. Right? Yep. I'm finished my acting degree. Someone says, Oi, Okine, we'll pay you good money. All right. You, can, you don't have to work at the call center for the next couple of weeks. We'll give you good money. We're going to take you to a studio out at um, Ormeo, Brisbane, where Warner Brothers Studio is. We're going to pretend to put you on the moon. Obviously, we're yeah. not going to say Matt Okine goes to the moon. You're going to have to come up with a different name, right? What you want to call yourself. So then, right? I'd say, oh, where's Ormeo? And I'd look it up in, in my atlas, okay? Where is this going? And then as I'm thinking about the word atlas, do you know who atlas is? Atlas is the god, right? Now check this out. Yeah. Atlas is the god, the Greek god. Holds the world on his back. Yeah, holds the world up. Yeah. Kneeling down, mm-hmm. okay? Think about that position. On his knees, yep. Holding the world up, the world's expectation. I don't have to think about it. It's it's like me with this podcast, <laughs> carrying it on my back. It's holding the world's expectations on his shoulders. Okay. Yeah. On his knees, holding the world's expectations on his shoulder. Do you know what I'd call that person? Neil Armstrong. Oh. 
You try and tell me that that is not confirmation of the conspiracy. <laughs> Look, you've cracked it. You have cracked it. That's no it. That's one all we're doing. at Area 51 could have done a better job than you then, Matt right. So here's the stupid sketch. Let's just play the music and let's go. Hi, Matt from Moon Mogul Property, and boy do I have an opportunity for you. Introducing Moon Cube, an old workers' cottage that was previously owned by one of the aliens that made the pyramids. Moon Cube is a once in a lifetime opportunity for you to be Omegon from the Omicron infested bin fire that is our current planet. <laughs> like privacy? Well, pack your vitamin D pills because Moon Cube is situated on the side of the moon that never faces the earth, which means you'll never have to see anyone from your old high school ever again. Forget Greater Western. Sydney, this is Crater Western Sydney. <laughs> With one moon day equaling 13 days on Earth, chucking a sickie is bound to get you a fortnight's bang for your buck. Wave to Elon as he flies past you to Mars and sit back and enjoy ducted aircon to battle the hell freezing cold nights or sit back in the infinity pool that looks out to the literal infinite expanses of nothingness that can protect you from the 127 degree sunny days. If this sounds like you, then give me a buzz, Aldrin. <laughs> Don't be over the moon with your next purchase. Be on top of it. Moon <laughs> Mogul Property. I smell toast. Well, Alex Dyson, our next guest has one of the most popular podcasts in Australia. It is uh, constantly in the top 10. More than 400,000 downloads a month has grown to be loved by audiences right around Australia after uh, rising to fame in The Bachelor season seven, has since gone on to host TV shows and yeah, this incredible new podcast, which has just joined the listener family. The podcast is called It's A Lot and the host is with us now, Abby Chatfield. Hello, welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello, hey. how exciting. I feel like those stats are wrong though. I still don't understand how it's in the top 10 all the time. <laughs> We're just going to ignore whoever's counting it. I feel like it's wrong, but it's fine. I'll accept it. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, joining us here at the Listener Family, Abby. Uh, is no worries. Is much going to be changing in the uh, It's A Lot content? Are you going to be um, turning things up a notch, pulling the foot off the accelerator? Or is it going to be the same old Chatfield? Babe, same old Chatfield. I have no field. I have no planning either. I just come in, I sit down, and I'm like, I'm going to talk about. I was about like, anal. <laughs> I'm like, what do I feel? I'll see a TikTok coming in, and I'm like, no, oh, we'll go on an hour long rant. So it's just, it's very chaotic. Mm -hmm. Hence why I don't get why anyone listens to it. It's so unstructured. But you know, we'll get there eventually. Well, I think that's the, the joy of it, you mm -hmm. know, of listening to so much. Uh, I don't know, brutal honesty, um, intimacy. Mm. It's like a really, it's really awesome. I, I feel like you've you've been destined for uh, the kind of life in the spotlight for a long time now. I, I saw um, an Instagram post you did a while ago, which I really enjoyed, was uh, when you were in the paper when you were six. Babe. And then 20 years later, back in the Sunday paper. <laughs> Can you believe it? Go on. What, what, what were you doing when you were six years old was getting Abby Chatfield in the paper? Um, I actually won Princess for a day. So there was this competition <laughs> in like the Sunday Mail in Disneyland. Yeah, which I'm familiar with. We love it. And you, you'd write in to see which Disney princess you want to be. And I said Ariel because I wanted to save the ocean because I was from the beach. <laughs> Such a philanthropist from birth, just always helping. And then I won and then I got in the paper. What about the, the hardest time in the spotlight? What's happened? Um, the hardest, oh God. I mean, the whole thing. 
constant. It's constantly anguish. I mean, I feel like I haven't, I haven't had a day without getting some sort of threat mm. since The Bachelor, you know, mm. the full two years. So, but the probably the hardest moment was when before Bachelor finale, I was very, I was in a very, very dark place mentally, and I um, really thought I just didn't want to be around anymore. You know, I wanted to, uh, you know, it was getting a bit much for me because it feels like when you're getting trolled from a TV show and things you didn't say. You feel like it's never going to end and you're going to be constantly misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So um, before finale, I was like, everyone's going to be happy that I lost. Everyone's going to be, you know, no one's, everyone's going to hate me. I would go to work and wear my hair like slick back because I have very curly, distinguishable hair mm-hmm. and wear flats and no makeup because I was scared someone would throw something at me. Like I was so scared of people. People like yelled at me in bars and stuff. I don't, I, I really don't understand the thinking yeah. behind it. People who dislike someone because they think they're, you know, rude um, mean, whatever yeah. it is. Horny. They, too, too horny, potentially. <laughs> it was like, how dashy. In the end, of not a very good person will then go and be not a very good person to them as a some sort of... Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see how there's no self-awareness that these people are, uh, are doing, you know, whether yeah. it's rightly or wrongly, the, the same thing as, as the person they, for whatever reason, seem to disagree with. It's funny, isn't it? During when I was doing my vaccine stuff and my stories, I got a lot of anti-vaxxers saying, you're such a bully, I hope you die. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) let's just think about, like, you know, the cognitive dissonance there to say that to someone. It was like paragraphs of why I'm an awful person and why I'm ugly and evil and why I should never deserve love, Um, but I'm the bully. So, yeah, it's funny. These people just have no self-awareness, but it's fine, you know. I go to therapy. We're okay. (laughs) We're okay now. The um, the authenticity that you bring, it can be both a relief, being able to talk about something. It it's no longer has a, a bit of a power over you. you mm. You're taking a bit of agency back whilst you're being so honest with people. But mm. as soon as everyone starts knowing about stuff and, and it's out there, people can weaponise it against you. What are the um, the pros and cons you see about the um, authenticity and honesty you bring to broadcasting or, or your socials now in this day and age, given you have become uh, quite a really big name? Yeah, bizarre, isn't it? Um, But, oh, shit. Uh, I think you're right. There was a lot of pressure uh, after The Bachelor to kind of go down this, like, media-trained route and just be, you know, like a reality star and, like, don't say anything controversial, just, you know, do your spawn con and just be a bit shush. But I was so... It came from fear because after the show, there were journalists, like, snooping around my life because being the villain, they want to have more content, more content to post about how much of an awful person I am. So, like, ex-boyfriends getting DMs from Daily Mail and, like, my fr- my best friends were being like, do you want to expose Abby? Um, and I and I was really scared that my abortion would come out. Like, that, I was so scared. I was paralysed by it and then I thought but if I talk about it then at least I can have control of that narrative and it won't be mm-hmm. reactive it'll be proactive and similar about you know my mental health struggles and about you know just being slut shamed in general and things that I have been insecure about if I speak about them first I feel that I can have control over them so that whole authenticity was went against a lot of advice that I got from a lot of people because I was so scared of it coming out but now it comes naturally to me yeah. so you know, the, the cons are obviously people don't like me, but at least they're not liking me for who I actually am, mm, not for some... Misconceptions. Con- yeah, or some contrived version of myself that, you know, they, if I'd much rather be called, you know, you know, I'd much rather be slut-shamed and said that I killed a baby for talking about my abortion than 
have people say that I'm fake or that I'm boring. <laughs> like I'd much rather people be like, at least she has something to say, mm. you know? Yeah. And so I was intrigued by what you just said regarding, you know, reporters snooping around your best, you know, some of your best friends, etc. Mm. I mean, one, what was that was that like happening? And two, did anyone did anyone betray you? Nah. Nah, I've got good friends. And also there isn't like there isn't really much to say. I mean, you know, I've had really good friends for a really long time and one of my ex-boyfriends DM me, he was like, hey, babe, someone's asked about me and said that you gave me chlamydia. And I was like, nah, opposite way around with a different boyfriend. Like, it just was like, all these stories are getting put together. So I was like, I'm just going to talk about them and say what happened. So it was just, yeah, I just wanted to not, I, I the anxiety that I was feeling every day of something coming out about me. And obviously no one reads it, right? But when you're seeing your name in headlines, you think, oh, my God, everyone is reading this mm, very yeah. narcissistically. You're like, if there's a headline about me, everyone knows it and no one's coming near <laughs> me. But, yeah, I think it was just like a baptism of fire. Everyone mm. hated me anyway. Why not just talk about what's actually going on with me? Yeah, for sure. Well, you did mention SponCon a little bit earlier on, mm. the uh, sponsored content, of which Matt and I have dipped the toe in the water. But mm. Matt and I were having a little chat off air and we're both quite indignant that no sexual toy or pleasure companies have been coming oh along God. to us. Never. So how do you do it? How did you decide, yeah, this is what I'm going to go for it, and how can Matt and I get on that oh particular God. train? We should get you some vibrators sent to you. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll send you vibrators. No post needed. I'll do it out of my love for you two. I'll do it. Um, no, how did it start? I mean, I was actually told not to do it. This is the mm. thing. Like, I, I just keep – people tell me not to do things, and I'm like, okay. Why? Mm. Everyone's like, you're so confident. I'm like, no, I'm just bratty. Um, so I was told not to do it and I just wanted to post and then Vush were like, let's let's make a vibrator. And I was like, selfishly, yes, they never have long enough stems. <laughs> so like it was all, it's all just very selfish for me, to be honest. I was like, they can make, what, you know. What's the stem? Well, I, I, I guess the shaft oh, of okay. the vibrator. So it's an insertable one. Right. So it gets hard when you're when you're d- doing it. Um, so often I found that it's hard to get the right angle when you're doing it yourself on video oh, right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so the curve and the length of it made it easier to do it myself. You know what I mean? So it was honestly, again, it was like, how did you think of the design? I'm like, selfishness. It was <laughs> like the charge is extra strong because the amount of times I'd come home and the charge will be off after a busy day at my nine to five. There's no better way to lose arousal than sitting next to a phone charger or having to have a vibrator on the charger. Watching it blink. And you're like, wait, you're like, is it ready yet? Is it ready yet? Like, and, then, and then you try and then just as you're about to, you know, have a completion, it it dies. So you just have full charge. So, yeah, that, it was just me being selfish again. And we love Vush and it was fun and I thought, why not? I just tend to, like, fall into things, mm. you know, as a, maybe you're gathering. I just do and I'm like, oh, shit, all right, I guess we'll do this next. Why not? <laughs> Well, look, we're glad that you fell into doing a podcast as well. It is called It's A Lot and it is available now on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcast. But it is so great to uh, welcome you to the Listener family, Abby, and we thank you for joining us on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thanks, guys. Oh. 
And that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much, Abby Chatfield. Always such a pleasure to be catching up with Abby. Brings us to the tail end of a very, very good podcast, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> it is the very back end of this podcast. So <laughs> and, um, we do hope that you enjoyed us. Uh, thank you very much for hanging uh, out. Again, as you do, and please keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex or mattandalex.com.au. Yeah, there's a website there. Uh, one of many websites on the internet. Uh, but you can jump on it and uh, say good day as we say farewell to thee. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today. And um, we'll be back with you soon. See you tomorrow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.